It's Tuesday, December 9, 2014. My house is broken. My house is broken. Super Typhoon Hagupit launches 2014 into the record books. We've got to make sure that it's not adding to the problem of carbon and climate change. Doesn't look good for the Keystone XL pipeline. Plus, many developing countries say they can't do much because their priority is getting their people out of poverty, not limiting greenhouse gases. Rich versus poor. Deep divisions stall UN climate talks. All of those deep divisions and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Let's talk about the Keystone XL pipeline, all right? We don't build it down to Louisiana. We take it over the Canadian border. We build that big pipe all the way, all the way over the Mexican border. We leave the other end of it open with a sign that says Mucho Jobzo. And the people over the border take the thing all the way up, and they end up in Canada. And the Canadians are too polite to kick them out, and there's your immigration policy. Sounds like a great idea. That, that sounds like a ridiculous idea. This is your Green News Report. But that's why you're where you are, and I'm where I am. Okay, Desi Doyen, climate change deniers like to point to the fact that we haven't had any huge hurricanes here in the U.S. of late. But last year around this time, we had a super typhoon in the Philippines. And this year, we had yet another super typhoon in the Philippines. Yeah, and of course, deniers should remember that the U.S. is not the entire world. Oh, yeah. But we'll have more on that in a moment. First, it's not looking good for the Keystone XL pipeline. Essentially, there's Canadian oil Mm -hmm. passing through the United States to be sold on the world market. Mm -hmm. It's not going to push down gas prices here in the United States. It's good for Canada. It could create a couple of thousand jobs in the initial construction of the pipeline, but we've got to measure that against whether or not it is going to contribute to uh, an overall warming of the planet that it could be disastrous. That was President Obama on Comedy Central's Colbert Report, increasingly dismissive of the proposed tar sands pipeline from Canada, which is now on hold pending a court case in Nebraska and final approval by the Obama administration. However, congressional Republicans have vowed to force Obama to approve the pipeline next year, probably by attaching it to a must-pass government funding bill. Has America caught on to the fact that this is a scam, that it has nothing to do with jobs, oil prices, or anything else other than Republicans helping out uh, corporate Canadians? Polls show that a majority of Americans do approve of the pipeline, but maybe with President Obama talking about what it does and doesn't do, that will affect public opinion. Maybe that's why he was appearing on the Colbert Report, so that people would actually hear what he had to say. In the Pacific, another extremely powerful typhoon called Hagupit slammed into the Philippines over the weekend, less than a year after another record-breaking super typhoon, Haiyan, devastated the island archipelago. At least 27 people have been killed and thousands of homes destroyed. 5,000 people lost their lives in Haiyan last year, but advanced preparation, mass evacuations, and the luck of geography spared the country even worse devastation this year. Still, super typhoon Hagupit was an extremely powerful storm. It launched 2014 into second place for the highest number of extreme Category 5 storms on record, second only to the year 2005. This time last year, after the devastation of Super Typhoon Haiyan, the Philippines delegate at the United Nations Climate Treaty Talks, Yeb Sanyo, cried out for swift action on climate change. What my country is going through as a result of this extreme climate event is madness. 
The climate crisis is madness. This year, deep divisions between rich and poor countries are still stalling progress at the treaty negotiations now underway in Lima, Peru. The ultimate goal is an international emissions treaty in Paris a year from now, with all nations participating. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry is personally attending this time in an unprecedented move at this stage to help break the logjam. Very basically, the rich countries want poor countries to commit to emissions cuts, but poor countries with Millions living in devastating poverty who did not cause the problem of global warming say that rich countries should make deeper cuts and contribute billions in financing to help them adapt to impacts. And the rich countries have indeed now pledged $100 billion to help those poor countries sort of leapfrog over the development stage. Is that working? Is that going to be enough? It's not going to be enough. Australia has announced that it is not going to contribute to the Green Climate Fund. And unfortunately, scientists say the current pledges from countries will not be enough to stave off the worst impacts of global warming. Canada, have they contributed? They have, but not much. So the countries led by right-wingers like Australia and Canada aren't doing enough. That's right. So they're continuing their support for dangerous fossil fuels. They want to make lots of money off of it. Imagine that. And the U.S., of course, is also not doing enough. We lag behind Europe in cutting emissions because of the stranglehold that the fossil fuel industry has over our domestic politics. Imagine that. For much more on that story and the others we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report. Find us and follow us on the Facebook and the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>